Are you at all familiar with the phenomenon of cattle mutilations? Since 1967, over 34 states have reported unsolved cases of cattle mutilation. The trace evidence is remarkably similar. Incision marks of surgical precision. The area around the mouth and often the sexual organs has been removed. There's a substantial degree of blood loss without a trace of blood at the scene. How can that be? Exsanguination. If you were to stick a needle in the jugular of any living creature, the heart itself would act as a pump. These animals have had their jugulars punctured in the same way as the man from Greenwich, Connecticut. Only this is the first time I've ever seen it on a human being. But there was no sign of a struggle. I mean, how can a man just sit through a bloodletting? The ME found traces of digitalis. That's a South American plant that can be used as a paralytic drug. Wait a minute. These X-Files indicate this is a UFO-related phenomenon. Often there are sightings in the sky near the incident, surface burns. Witnesses often report time loss. We've seen this in abduction cases. That might explain why the girl can't remember anything. Mulder, why would alien beings travel light years to Earth in order to play doctor on cattle? For the same reason we cut up frogs and monkeys. Besides, they seem to have stepped up their inch, stepped up their inch, stepped up their inch, stepped up their inch. Hey guys, and welcome to the third ever episode of A Strange Thing Podcast, and the last episode yeah. of our cattle mutilation series. Part three of the cattle mutilation kickoff series, our first topic ever as a podcast. Super exciting. And we kind of have been noticing an uptick in our followers, which is cool. Yeah, what happened today? So <laughs> up till today, we've had a very minimal amount of people listening to our podcast, and to be honest, we haven't really promoted it very much. Right. But today, for some reason, it doubled. It jumped. It was super awesome. Yeah, and it's encouraging to see that. It gets us excited, and it makes us want to keep doing this. Um, although, we're having fun doing it, so we do it anyway. We don't, we don't care that much, but yeah. we care a little. Yeah. We would do it anyway just to do it because it's fun. It gives us a reason to sit around and talk about weird stuff and sip on a little bit of whiskey and maybe have a little bit of beer. Mm -hmm. Today, in... Instead of our typical not Irish whiskey, we have Knob Creek bourbon. Yeah. Which goes almost too good with a dragon's milk. Being and we're, both and we, bourbon. And we're trying the new Yeti I didn't, Imperial Stout. Yeah. I didn't see who makes it, but it was super good. It was good. We'll we'll uh, put a link to that on our website. It was Yums. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to uh, Yeti Imperial Stout. Whoever makes it, we'll catch up with you later. <laughs> but it was good. It has a caramel, chocolatey kind of flavor, hints of that. Yeah, pretty. But it's pretty got bitter. a little bitterness at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're an IPA kind of person who likes the bitter flavors, yeah. you get a little note of that at the end. I wouldn't say it was hoppy, but it was bitter. Yeah, it was good. So is there a difference between bitter and hops? Yeah. In my mind, I've always thought hoppy meant bitter. Bitter would be like like bitter. You know, like like. So what coffee can be bitter, but hoppy would be like pine tree flavor. Oh, the piney flavor is yeah, hoppy. I would imagine. I I would. I that's how I take See, it. See, my palate isn't sophisticated enough. I haven't differentiated those two. Yeah, you need oh. to drink more beer. <laughs> I'll think about it next time when I drink something. I'll say, oh yeah, this is a little hoppy. It may, it's making me hoppy, and I'm a little bitter about it. As always, yeah. a Strange Thing podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not use alcohol as a crutch or any other reason. Yes. To 
uh, use your yeah alcohol to make you do. You stupid were doing things. really good up to that. I know point. I lost it. Yeah, you lost it. But anyway, making sure that we say and you just recorded yourself picking Taking a slurp. Slurp. Of well, I guess that's okay. But my wife Roxanne, who is awesome. Just call, shout out to my wife, Roxanne. She'll be embarrassed if she ever hears this. She is the one that the police song, Roxanne, was actually... Roxanne? Yeah, no. She, it was actually no. written for her. No, yeah, it wasn't. It Your was. mom was not a prostitute. My mom was a hooker. No, she was not. <laughs> no, she's the opposite. And she worries very much about endorsing irresponsible drinking so yeah. we're just i you know after the first episode she listened to it i don't think she's listened to anything else i don't think so <laughs> but she listened to that one and she said hey you got to be careful okay yeah. that blurb is my up. dad has always told me i don't care if you do it as long as you do it in the house during a podcast <laughs> I did not. he's a liar anyway a little turd face <laughs> Anyway, okay, let's get on with our topic. Our topic today is explaining the mystical reasons why, how, and by who cattle mutilations happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we're going to be able to answer that. We question. can't say reasons because that means we it implies that we know. We're not omniscient. We but don't know these things. There's some there's some theories that we've come up with and. Kind of most people have come up with. And we're going to talk about other theories, too. We're going to talk about our theories, personal things that we think, but we're also going to list a few of the theories that are out there that people commonly accept. And some of them are straight up bonkers. They are. They're just <laughs> so weird. silly. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Nobody knows. I know that some of them didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. But I want to be careful because anybody who is seriously into this and trying to find answers... We do not want to make them sound silly or goofy or anything else, although we probably will. Mm -hmm. But we want to recognize that they've invested a lot of time and thought in the theories that they put forth. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the theories that are out there. We're also going to refer back to the four buckets that we kind of put things in. And you hate the word bucket. So I the hate the word bucket. Okay. The four <laughs> categories. <laughs> That we have lumped things into. And we didn't expressly name them in our last episode, but we hinted. Yeah, at it them. was kind of implied. And if you listened, you can probably tell what we were getting at. Yeah, so let's do the first one. The first one is very simply vandalism. Vandalism and nefarious poaching. act yeah. by stupid people who kill cows either for meat or for fun or sport or because they're just stupid. You said nefarious. I know. Which we, we just want to, we use the word nefarious a lot because we like it. It's our pet word. And you're going to hear it a lot more. And when you hear it, don't think we're stupid and we don't have other words. It's just a word we really like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe we yeah, are a little Joe. stupid. We don't. <laughs> but I love that word. Yeah. It's a fun word and you hear it a lot. And yeah. like the conspiracy and alien yeah. and So we, we realize we say that, but it's for ambiance. It's for, it's for the subtle goodness of our podcast so subtle so subtle <laughs> and very irritating maybe yep. so what would you add to that category i would say like you know there's a guy out he needs some meat for his family people are desperate mm -hmm. they do kind of weird silly things and stupid kids stumble upon a dead cow and they like cut it up with um, yeah you for know no like oh, it's a, uh, uh, yeah. let's let's pop the dead bloated cow yeah 
Yeah, something like oh that. My goodness. <laughs> so stuff like that. Yeah, and then predators, obviously. Yeah, they'll come in and always go for the soft spots, mm-hmm. eyes, ears. Yeah, rectum and, and genitals, yeah. rectum, that stuff. Soft tissue. Yeah, soft tissue yeah. is what animals love. So, so those are like they're not natural deaths, but they are mutilations caused by people doing things that are somewhat understandable right for meat or because they're vandals they're just yeah. destructive it's people. like yeah i could totally see somebody doing that yeah could be the the answer you know yeah you know like some kids go out and they kill cats or dogs yeah some people go out and they shoot cows so the second topic has to do with something more nefarious yes and nefarious is our favorite word <laughs> right now Yes, it is. <laughs> we use it a lot. We're going to keep it. using it too, Joe. So eat it. <laughs> eat our nefariousness. Yeah. So the second topic is dealing with things that are occultic or ritualistic. Yep. That was our second category or bucket. As Which I would like we to say. had a great story from our Shoshone trip about we did. that. We did. And a couple other ones that seemed a little more sketchy in the South Hills. Yeah. And one of the things area. we can say about that, which is really interesting, and I'm going to bring this back up later in some of the other categories is that if you do research on sacrificial systems all the way back starting like even like in ancient greece way long time ago it was pretty similar they sacrificed cows and removed organs and drained it completely of blood Mm -hmm. and the the organs that were removed were sacrificed specifically for certain deities yeah you covered that yeah. In the, in so the file that away because we're going to we're going to come back to that in our mm-hmm. later categories, okay? So that sacrificial kind of thing, we we gave a couple examples of that and there are plenty of those kind of examples if you want to google it. Yeah. So second second category would be uh, satanic cults, the whole one eye of newt right. and the rectum of a Male cow. <laughs> yes. So it could be satanic. It could be witchcraft. It could be occultic. It could be dark arts. It could be, you know, whatever you want to ascribe to it. Or like even I think we gave the example in the last um, episode about the Religious. renegade LDS oh, yeah. sect that had their own leader who set himself up as king and required animal sacrifice for the worship of him as king. Yeah. So that was very strange. So that would all fit. Yeah, for sure. So now let's get into the third category. The third category would be like the government's hiding it from us and they're using the cows as secret Mm -hmm. testing. Yeah. So some organization, probably a government or our government or maybe a cabal type government or maybe even the Illuminati government, Mm -hmm. the secret rulers of the world. Right. Some government, some institution is using this method to test for something. Yeah, they definitely don't have anything good. Test, experiment, something. some yeah. Something that is they can't do publicly because it would cause an outcry. Right. Or maybe mass they fear. need the genitalia and the fetuses for cloning. Or maybe they need it for... Weapons testing or radiation testing or yeah, something like that. It could like be that. biological. It could mm-hmm. be radiological. It could be, like you said, it could be for cloning, some kind of biological kind of experiment, thingies, yeah. genetic experimentation. It could be cow dudes. It could be. There's those cows. Google Google cows with dude faces. Yeah. Born with Creepy. like human faces. 
And I hear your ice. And your, so he's enjoying his whiskey very much. Which I is and he's not to pounding on his chair. And he said to hold something. <laughs> so I held my cup, and that's not good enough. So Typical story of my life can't be good enough for my dad. You should just keep working at it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think I don't have let's it. keep going. And put your phone away. Don't look. Your wife's not texting. She's not. And I was making Shelby, sure Shelby, if you're silent. texting, we're doing something important here. Yeah. Go back to sleep. <laughs> so this category about government institutions behind secret testing has a lot of traction in conspiracy theories on what causes the cattle mutilations. Yeah. Because, because very popular. the black helicopters that you see in the, the proximity to the... The Air Force bases and the the military bases and government yeah, facilities. Yeah, which, which is something we didn't really talk about much. But but if you were to look at where a lot of cattle mutilations take place, they're suspiciously close to strange locations like Dugway Proving Grounds in Utah, mm-hmm. where in, like I think it was the 1960s, 5,000 sheep were accidentally exposed to a nerve agent and dropped dead. Crazy. Yes. So, there's a big some basis fear. to believe yeah. this. Theory. Yes, there is. There's a lot of basis for it. I mean, you can look at like the testing of syphilis in African Americans. I definitely have heard that. I don't know the dates. Yeah, but yeah. And, and there's a lot of documented cases where governments or institutions were testing on like the minorities. It could be because of race, but it also could be because of like an, you're an orphan and you're in an orphanage, or you're right. maybe you're a little bit disabled. And those people in, uh, you know, asylums and Mm -hmm. in those kind of places were used as guinea pigs by our government. It's proven. It's happened. There's no way around it. Got to deal with it. Hopefully we're better than that now and we're not doing it. But that gives us probable cause to suspect that some of these things, if they are done by the government, are not done for good reasons. Yep. So take genetic testing. You look at like things that are very close to the human genome. Cattle are in that category. Really? Cattle, so, I know pigs are real close. So. Pigs, right. monkeys, but cows are right in there. They're one of the top four. Interesting. Yeah. So perhaps there's some kind of connection there. Which so that's br- kind of the basis of the third topic. Yeah. The fourth topic, probably the most interesting and fun one to imagine. And is- the one that probably has the most traction on people who are not afraid to go into the paranormal. Yeah, the in this realm of people who look at cattle mutilations, it's probably the most popular. Well, and, and there's a good reason for that, because it just does not fit into what we understand as some kind of logical, methodical, scientific kind of thing. Right. It's a bunch of contradictions. And if you can't explain it through natural descriptions, then you have to go extra super supernatural. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And, and I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards that. Plus, there are a lot of reportings of UFOs and strange phenomena in the skies and aliens and memory loss. And there's a lot of weird stuff surrounding these cattle mutilations that just make your mind go there. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> so this is Mike. And Austin. And we are out in the wilderness with a bottle of scotch by the campfire taking it easy and we are thinking about something pretty cool which is an episode of a podcast (laughs) 
called A Strange Thing in the Woods. There's a lot of strange things people see when they're like hunting or hiking or fishing and you hear weird stories every once in a while. We wanted to invite you to share your stories of strange things that you've experienced while you're out in the woods or out camping or hiking or boating, whatever it is. Outdoors doing something and something strange happens, we want to hear about it. And if we use your story, we'll give you kudos, accolades. What else will we give? Maybe send a little swag their way. A little swag, a little, little free stuff swag. swag. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a cool episode. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to use it between our episode about cattle mutilations and our next episode, which I'm not sure what it will be. Probably paranormal activity in That's strange locations. Broad. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's very broad. I know your plan. It's very broad. We we have an inside tip. It's a ghost story. A ghost story or strange thing happening in a brewery of Which, all places. There may be some ulterior motives on yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll get free beer if we go there, but I kind of doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. We know a guy. We know a guy. We know a guy. We just want to invite you to share your story with us. If you go on our website, there's a link there. You can share your story. Don't be afraid. Just do it. Yeah, for sure. And and, and even the black helicopters thing kind of is tied to the ufos thing like we talked about there was a guy that thought it was a ufo and then he saw it was a helicopter mm-hmm. so that could be almost tied together well, which it, could cause more traffic either direction yeah and then you could say oh uh you could explain it well this is government with a disinformation campaign mm-hmm. because they do that they do that governments yeah. do that they throw out red herrings to disguise and distract people from the truth of what's going on so let's go back to category three the government thing why would they be doing this? Well, let's say there's been a nuclear radiation leak and they're afraid that it's going to contaminate people and cause serious birth defects. Well, they don't want to scare the public. They don't want to tell everybody that they messed up. Yeah, either. they don't want to own up to it. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to pay for their mistake. So, but they still want the information. So they set up this disinformation campaign where they're like, oh yeah, we, we, we can test animals, the soft tissue of animals and make it look like some, Some kind of thing, yeah. alien thing to distract them from the government's secret happenings. That makes sense. Yep. In fact, that's exactly what in our last episode we talked about in the uh, satanic ritual type stuff. The sons of Satan we were talking about. The one guy that came forward and he said, hey, I've infiltrated the sons of Satan. And the reason they're doing this is they're making it look like UFOs and aliens because they don't want people to know that they're actually collecting organs and sacrificial things for the sacrifice yeah. to their deities the and gods. cult thing. Right. Yeah. You can kind of see people are kind of, uh, they're sneaky. Yeah. They's a little strategery. Yep. And they try to make things look like something else to protect what's really going on. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That brings us to our fourth category. Fourth and a half. Four and a half. Category. Yeah. Which is. What are the aliens doing with these cow parts? Yeah. Do they just like certain organs okay so this is this where i'm going to tie it back to what we said about in the second sacrificial category why would aliens today be interested in the organs and parts and bloodletting in a way that the ancients used to do for their gods and goddesses and deities 
to me, that is a weirdness, a weird correlation that jumps out at me. These ancient sacrificial rites required the removal of certain organs to their gods. Now we have aliens, maybe, <laughs> removing Supposed aliens. those same organs in the same way. Similar way. In modern times, similar way. They're, the blood's gone. Let's just say that. Blood's gone. Blood's yeah. gone, and okay. certain organs you. are gone. In the same way as you would expect to see a carcass you know, from 6,000 years ago. I don't either. <laughs> but it makes you think. What are they doing? What? If they were aliens, were the aliens there 6,000 years or 4,000 years ago? Did they require it because they live a long time and they just like that kind of meat? Are they doing some, their own genetic testing on this for some other reason? Something nasty going on. Something nasty? That's where things in my mind get really interesting. I'm not, I'm not a huge alien believer. So people like, say, Christopher O'Brien, who has a book called Stalking the Herd. Stalking the Herd. Um, he has a view that there are aliens that care about this planet. They live at least part-time here with us on this planet. And they are protecting us from a contaminogen of biblical proportions that would destroy the world or destroy life on Earth. And the prions, these little creatures that are around when people get mad cow disease, mm -hmm. the spread of those kind of contaminations through our... So the aliens are like like assassinating these cows and removing the, the bad. Or testing them infected. for the bad. Oh, okay. So that they can keep a monitor on it because, after all, they share this planet with yeah. us. Beep, bark, bark. Yeah, yeah. Mork from Mork. <laughs> And if you believe in that, he has over 20 years of investigation in this area. And he claims to have the most robust investigation because he doesn't just investigate the weird stuff, but he's investigated all of it. Right. I, I, he's pretty believable. Like, I'm, I'm liking his uh, Crocodile Dundee hat. And uh, to be, you know, perfectly honest, I didn't, I haven't read the book, but I've read. <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. I've read a, a few reviews and the context of the book. And I believe that he's genuine in his pursuit of it. And so, you know, all kudos to him for what he's mm -hmm. doing. And if, if you want to get his book, you know, you can get online. It's on Amazon. It's called Stalking the Herd. And buy his book and you can read his theories on it. Then you have people like Linda Moulton Howe, who's probably one of the oldest investigators and probably the one that kind of really helped kick off the whole mutilation understanding that this was something that was actually going on. The phenomena actually existed. And she has kind of an extraterrestrial kind of um, view of what these are. I don't know if they are quite as as uh, benevolent. Christopher O'Brien's view is that they are good. good. They're doing a good thing. I don't know if Linda Moulton Howe subscribes to that or not. Some of her stuff, it seems like she does, but I think she's maybe a little more wary. Then you have people like Betsy Lewis, who also has the same kind of view of extraterrestrials but she has more of a spiritual approach to it and uh, there's a lot of people out there that investigate this stuff and a lot of them fall in the extraterrestrial alien ufo kind of connection beer sucker i was <laughs> quiet it was no. I, was I like leaned away no but you didn't good. comment because you were too busy drinking your beer beer sucker <laughs> well what am i supposed <laughs> to say you finished the sentence no it's all good one thing that I've heard that just blew my mind, the hypothesis 
that this person, I'm not even sure who made it up. I, th- I think I know where you're going. I love this one. It's, I've heard that aliens are inseminating cows with Sasquatch babies. And the cows are the <laughs> surrogate mothers of these Sasquatches. And, so, and before the birth... So they they harvest the baby... And then they drop them off in Oregon, apparently. <laughs> and they harvest the baby Sasquatch yeah. before it is born, and then they leave the mutated cow. Mm, that is... Uh, I love that. I've heard that, too. I know where this originated from. There is a story of a rancher who had a cow that was pregnant. It was the season for baby calves and the cow was down. So he goes up to the cow and it's birthing. It's giving birth to a calf. Uh Oh, so he thinks, but when he gets up close, he sees that what it's giving birth to is not a cow at all. Oh no. It looks like a baby chimpanzee monkey Sasquatch thing. Oh, weird. And so he's freaking out. He's like, what in the heck is going on? So it's late, and he goes back to the house. The next morning, he goes out. The cow is mutilated, and the baby Sasquatch is gone. Okay, so I know that's really, <laughs> really weird. So what are aliens doing impregnating cows, cows with, with Sasquatches? Yeah. What, what Other is, than being goofy. <laughs> and why do cattle mutilations always seem to deal with some kind of reproductive thing? An organ. It's weird. It's weird. So, so we have the possibility of cattle DNA being very close to humanoid DNA. We have baby Sasquatch surrogate mothering stuff going on and aliens messing around with reproductive organs. If you wanted to create a storyline narrative, I would go with secret government or some kind of transdimensional being is using the genetic structure of bovine DNA to impregnate and implant a synthetic type of genetic structure to create bodies within which they can <laughs> inhabit. That's so silly. <laughs> I know. I love it, though. It's awesome. It's goofy. And, but, you know, it's it's like the perfect story for a sci-fi Some book. silly book yeah. or an X-Files episode. No, Sully. Well, they're using the cows <laughs> for embryos, damn it. <laughs> which, by the way, if you heard our intro... That is an excerpt from mm-hmm. X-Files Season 1, Episode 12. And I uh, just thought it was ironic that they actually deal with the... Yeah, it's a super cool episode with... that has nothing to do with cattle mutilation. It actually has to do with these two little girls that are actually twins and they're clones of some other people. And they're actually like super soldiers and they get tucked away in these rooms. But then there's these other ones and the ones escape and they try to save the little girls. And the little girls kill them with this green stuff. And then Sully finds out that the girls are actually poisoning them because he thought he was rescuing them. And then he goes out and he's like, Mulder, don't drink that. And it's a whole ordeal. So is it called Eve? Is the episode called Eve? Yep. Yeah. Adam and Eve are like the two super soldier things. Yeah. So Adam, these being children, the male. Yeah. Eve being great the episode for people who are old enough to remember X Files and watch X Files. It's a great show. Or people from my generation that just watch it. Cause but it's in Hulu. that, they talk about the exsanguination. Is that how you say it? Exsanguination. Exsanguination of, which is basically the blood being drained from the body of this person that was killed yeah. in the beginning of the show, which is what happens on cattle mutilations. I understand it. Like when I go to BioLife, like I went today, my body's actually pumping the blood out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My heart is pushing and pressurizing my body and pushing the blood out of my body when I have the hole. Right. So if they were to immobilize you and 
stimulate your heart to keep pumping mm-hmm. and poke you a hole in your one of your major arteries, your heart would pump the blood out of your body for you. Yeah. So that's one of the big theories in cattle mutilation is what's going on. And one of the veins that's most prevalent for that happens to be underneath the tongue. Which is also interesting because a lot of cattle are missing their tongues. Yeah. They've been mutilated. Cow tongue's also good to eat. Yeah, it is. Yeah, cow tongue is good. I've had it many times. I had pork tongue. Pork tongue? Pork tongue. (laughs) Pork tongue. (laughs) It's Korean. Back to the the main topic, which is cattle mutilations. We now have... Dove pretty deeply into bucket number well, four. We dove. We dove. We dove in. Dived. Dove. We have been divin. We went way too deep. We went into surrogate mother Sasquatch alien babies. We did. Which I don't think any of us believe, but it is fun to think about. And for you Sasquatch it's lovers and Bigfoot people, you never know. Ask your cow. So I want to get a little deeper into. So the, let's let's talk about the reasons why people don't always buy into the government misinformation campaign and that they are totally behind cattle mutilations. One of the biggest things, it has to do with the speed with which a cow is alive and And is found later totally mutilated. Right. I mean, there are reported cases that in some incidents, it's less than two hours. That's pretty crazy. But at the same time, I know that the government does... Um, mutilate my bank account with taxes <laughs> and it takes at, them at the same rate two it's seconds incredible how fast they just totally <laughs> yeah, d- mutilate my, my your checks. account yes money is gone rapidly yeah this it's is insane. true it's like they've drained my account of its tongue ears and, and blood. blood yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy they've sucked your green blood yep yep <laughs> <laughs> so but i mean so you can take that that little piece of knowledge, and with that piece of knowledge, you can basically scratch off poacher vandal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit. Two hours, all those things, weird things, those those extreme mutilation cases that are so common, which is drained blood, missing eye, missing ear, surgically removed organs, genitalia gone, uterus gone, cow fetus gone. Teats cut off. Right. Can't no, do that in two hours. Not well, two hours without a mess. Yeah. And like, if you've ever cleaned an animal, like you're a hunter or something, it's not like it's a... It's messy. I mean, you can do... There's methods that you can do, like the gutless method and stuff like that, where you can do it really fast. Mm-hmm. But it's not like... But it's not in the dark, and you it's don't... It's not in the dark, and it's not two hours, and there's not no blood. And no tracks. And you usually have two guys, and he's like... One guy's mm-hmm. holding it, and the other guy's messing around and rolling around mm-hmm. on his knees. And it's not like it's instantaneous, like right. this seems to be. And what it it seems to be is like the actual mutilation is done somewhere else, and then the bodies are dropped. Yeah. So maybe there's like a loss of time aspect. That's you a, know, that's something which kind talk of about. implies the alien thing, which is something that's common when people talk about human abductions. Mm-hmm. And then they come back later after being probed and sexually assaulted by aliens. They come back. Like in X-Files. Like in X-Files. Where he's got his little X on the road and he's driving. And then they, they, they the, the car turns off and everything stops. And then they, they see come light, to. And time is. And, and it's a different time. Yeah. And the X. And he gets out and does some like, oh, no, I knew it. And he like runs because he runs a lot in that show. Man, <laughs> he must be in shape. The X-Files Molder. Yeah, he Fox runs. Mulder. So we have this thing about cattle mutilations in the extreme that basically disqualify first category as being the 
blanket explanation. Right. Then you have that same thing which makes it impossible for category number two because if it's a satanic ritual or occultic sacrifice, part of that is giving time to devote the sacrifice to yeah. the to the deity. So that doesn't work. Not in a, a simple kind of sacrificial kind of ritual. Yeah. If you've ever seen a movie where they do mm-hmm. any kind of satanic sacrifice or something, mm-hmm. it's always like a long drawn out thing. Yeah. Not that movies are always your best source of knowledge, but you would imagine that a sacrifice that's devoted to your quote unquote God is probably mm-hmm. going to take a little bit of time and be very ceremonial. And Right. And the only way around that is if, the actual killing of the cow really doesn't mean a whole lot and that it's they need the parts to create to something for sacrifice later or to yeah. make some kind of potion you know, hocus pocus thing hocus pocus thing yeah so i mean that could be but it still doesn't explain how it's done rapidly yeah and often in areas that are heavily populated and without being noticed without being yeah. noticed and seen which brings us to category three, that the government entity, you could imagine them having some kind of technology or a way to do this rapidly. Maybe they tranquilize them, lift them up by a helicopter that's disguised as a UFO, take them yeah. off someplace and maybe a mobile lab. They draw the blood, they take the soft tissue, they do everything, and then they take the cow back and then they drop There's it some somewhere. Some kind of cow crane game yeah. going on. They just right. grab it and spray. And that kind of makes sense, but at the same time, then you have the risk of exposure. Why aren't more people seeing these things? There are reports of yeah. black helicopters, like we talked about down in, in Cache Valley, Utah, uh, in Logan, Utah, where at the airport, they actually kind of corralled the, the helicopters. These helicopters and airplanes, mm-hmm. yeah. And then after that, the, the mutilations in that area stopped for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have those kind of stories, but... Some of them don't quite fit either because some of these things happen rapidly. Nobody heard or saw anything until they discovered this dead cow. There are a lot of stories of that. Some of them are like, okay, the overnight the cow was killed or the horse was killed or whatever. Right. And people like go to bed. They see the cow right before they go to bed, like out of the window. They go to bed, they wake up, they look out, and the cow is kind of in the same place, but now it's dead mutilated. That's weird. So that's where people like go, this does not fit government types of things. Because let's face it, government isn't that efficient. We wish they were, but they usually tend to make things not so good. Right. But for whatever reason, this stuff is very, very, very quick, rapid, efficient, and thorough. The question is why and what? There's no way to know. So that is why all of these things are brought into the realm of aliens. That makes sense because the aliens aren't going to leave tracks. Mm-hmm. And they supposedly are going to have this lab up in the sky where they're going to be able to suck the alien or suck the cow up and do their thing to it and then drop it back in the same spot mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're not going to leave tracks. They're not going to make a bunch of noise. They're going to mm-hmm. remove it from the situation. And it ties in the loss of time where maybe these cow dairy workers. They were in there for five hours, but they thought it was two and a half. Yeah, maybe they're... And it, it something was just off there, but they just kind of shrugged it off. But the aliens, they've altered their state of reality to where they've 
lost that time and they've had time to do this to this cow and yeah, replace so it. I don't know if you, you're younger, so have you ever seen the movie Close Encounters of a Third Kind? No. With Richard Dreyfuss? No, I stopped watching alien movies when you took me to Science. <laughs> <laughs> well, this predates Science. This is when I was a young kid. This came out, well, not young, but anyway, I was younger. I was a teenager and this movie came out, Close Encounters of Third Kind by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Spielberg. And the crazy thing about this movie is is that the government is involved as well as aliens. They're in they're in cahoots. They're in cahoots. So we have the government spraying a town with like this spray that makes them lose track of time and actually mm. kind of makes them, you know, forget stuff. And maybe even knocks them out. So that they can help this alien UFO ship come and land on Devil's Tower. Which would explain the black helicopters. It could. So, I mean, that's a little something that, you know, maybe they're in cahoots with each other. Maybe they're partners. Yeah. Well, I know they are because the lizard Illuminati runs everything. (laughs) If we can't explain it with some kind of scientific or natural explanation, we need something supernatural. What's your theory? My first thoughts are the dumb, boring, not fun, typical answers. Is that it's just people who are reporting things and it's subject to satire and and all kinds of just getting embellished and turning into some faint, some big ordeal that really was just a dead cow that got chewed up by mm-hmm. some coyotes. Oh, I didn't see any tracks. Well, yeah, there was a bunch of coyotes running around, and then there was a windstorm, and now you don't see any tracks in the dust. Yeah. Or the ground isn't conducive to having tracks. So you're more of a skeptic, even on, like, the governmental kind of angle. You're more like, this is, like, either vandal or natural stuff, predation. I'll bet the, the government stole a cow or two. Maybe, you know, who knows how many. But I don't think a lot of these situations are are. The government or or aliens. What I think, do you think about like like a cultic ritual or satanic kind of sacrifice? Uh, well, <clears throat> those I are mean, pretty obvious, right? Yeah, I think I think the whole point of having a sacrifice isn't to hide it. It's it's an outward expression of what you're believing in. Mm-hmm. So why would why would it be some cryptic thing? Well, it like would this, be obvious. There would be an altar. There would be blood dripping mm-hmm. through the altar, and there would be symbols. Or possibly a satanic ritual that is trying to disguise their ritual by making it look like something else, like the sons of Satan. Yeah. When the guy was explaining those situations, he'd said they would they would bring cardboard, throw it down on the ground in front so that you wouldn't get tracks. And that was purposefully done. He was saying they did it and they used disinformation so that people wouldn't know that they were actual ritual sacrifices. They would make it look like alien stuff because they didn't want people to know that it was actually something more steeped in like cultic kind yeah. of grossness. Pokey pokey. Yeah. No, I, I, I think the majority of these are... Coming from people who are just not reading this situation, we we looked po- post mortem lividity, the 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 blood draining from the body kind of naturally mm-hmm. as it sits there and rots, and then the animals are coming and they're they're lapping up blood and they're pulling out intestines and they're doing this the dirty work. So how do you explain like the clean cuts that appear to be cauterized in the lack of blood in the animals. I don't know the, like a specific name for it, but I've, I've shot deer and I've gut them. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing it, it's it doesn't take m- very long before 
you know, that, that previously nice razor sharp cut that you made to get kind of rounded out. I think you could immediately be like, it, it, it gets rounded out almost as the blood coagulates and, and the, the sun hits it and the air's hitting the blood and it makes like a film. So where do you think the blood goes? What, what happens to it? I think it's in the body. And I think it kind of drains into the earth and it's in the body. and Because as soon as the heart stops beating, the blood stops moving. When, when you gut an animal, when you take something apart like a fish or a deer or a duck, you don't cut it and it's not coming out and bleeding all over you. It kind of just stays where it's at. And it pools up in the low cavities or whatever. Postmortem but, lividity. Yeah, it, and gravity's going to actually drain that to the lowest point of the body. And who's to say that, yeah, there was no blood. Well, the blood could be in the veins and the, it's just stuck there. So, and you're not seeing blood splattered everywhere like it was some coyote. But maybe the, the, the cow died. It's been dead. The blood is drained into its lower areas and the coyotes and the wolf, the ravens, the crows, whatever. They've taken these soft tissue parts out of the top where it's easily accessible. Like the ear. One ear's missing because the other ear's on the other side of the animal. They don't want to reach over and try to flip over a thousand pound cow to get to it. So like like the we talked about the cow that was uh, killed up in uh, Emmett, Idaho. And they took a big quarter section off of like the the rear. And the, obviously somebody took it because that's like prime meat area. Mm-hmm. But they also had like an incision and the lung w- was removed. Right. So, I mean, like, what do you say? So you think it's like, like a combination of like some kind of vandalism or some kind of... Yeah. Along with... Somehow a cow dies. Whether, you know, maybe it is vandalism. Maybe the... The guy's hungry. He cuts off a hindquarter and just takes off running. Mm-hmm. Throws it in the back of his truck, drives home, and his family gets to eat for the weekend or the week or whatever. But why did he take the lung and peel off part of the cow's face? Oh, that was the crows. That was, I mean, crows go for the eyes. And when you pull out the eye, you grab the eyelid. And when you grab the eyelid, you pull out part of the cheek. Yeah. And it, it just kind of, you know, goes that way. And then the air hits it. In the heat, the sun blasts on it. And it starts making that sharp line so you think it's instead like, of a jagged tear it's right. it kind of gets molded over it's kind of like rounded out all it the shrinks corners. up it looks more maybe pristine Precise. than it is but it's really pretty graphic it's just not portrayed that way after the air kind of so, oxidizes yeah. or whatever it's doing to it and cauterizes and then the sun hits it and it, and it shrinks and it like hardens and so one of the things that's needed in your explanation is time yeah it it can't be something that happens like immediately. It has to be something that's been exposed to um, predators, time, sun, those kind of things to make it look like that. And some of those, obviously, I agree. I think some of those are actually those kind of scenarios. But what do you do with the stories of people that have seen the animal within three hours of it being mutilated? I would. I my brain goes to embellishment. That or, the people are making the story yeah, up. Yeah, so like all these guys are going in there to milk these cows. And their job yeah. is to take care of these cows. And one gets messed up and gets chewed up. And they don't notice it until 3 in the afternoon when their boss rolls up on the property. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell happened to my cow? And they're all like, 
uh, it was fine a minute ago. And then so, he's like, whoa, really? So this is a great place to me to interject the story of a roommate of mine in college. I called to him when we were passing by Shoshone. And I called him and I said, hey, have you ever heard of cattle mutilations in, in your area? And he lived in Wendell, Idaho. And he told me a story when he was young, when he was like mid to late 1970s, that he or a family member worked on a dairy that was very close to their farm in Wendell. And while they were milking cows, they had one cow that had some kind of infection or something. So they had isolated it in a corral outside of the milking barn. They probably probably were giving it antibiotics or something, and they couldn't let that get into the milk supply. So they would segregate those cows. This cow was also pregnant because, you know, to keep the milk flowing, they impregnate the cows and they take Mm -hmm. the calves and the calves are sold and then they collect the milk. So this was one of those cows that was pregnant, but it was also sick. And while they were milking the 300, 400, 500 head of cows, they go back out and with the span of like three or four hours, they find this cow now dead, mutilated, the cow fetus removed, and it is messed up it's the traditional mutilated kind of stuff that's reported so many times in these scenarios what do you do with that so the only thing you can say is that they lied or they exaggerated or something else is at play here obviously government a helicopter coming in making noise would have attracted some kind of attention none of that was there these people went in milked the cows came out dead cow oh my gosh what the heck just happened? But there are a lot of stories of those kind of things. And people could be making it up, but it's something you also have to look at and kind of take them at their word and say, wait, something weird is going on here that cannot be explained naturally in those kind of scenarios. There, there are stories of people seeing cows raising up in a, into the air. And disappearing. And then later they find the cow dead. And that's I, where that's those are the cows that light sour cream from. <laughs> yeah. They float because they're lighter. They're one percent. <laughs> I know, it's weird. I mean, I don't know what to do with this either, because I am a skeptic. I'm I'm like you, but I'm also a little bit more willing to go into something that is supernatural. Now, I don't mean... If I had to go a supernatural route, if I had all of my druthers, is that the, is that the saying? If I had my druthers... That's a good word. Yeah, I like that. Druthers. <laughs> I would say it's like a some crypto... Like, like a... Chupacabra. Like a chupacabra. That's coming and like draining them. And feeding off their and just, organs. Yeah. And it like has like some... It's like a small animal and like mm-hmm. like a vampire, because chupacabra means like blood sucker, right? Yeah, and he like goes in there, sucks the blood out, eats gets the to the gets to the good stuff, like the yeah, exactly, like Hannibal Lecter on cows, until he kidney beans, and it weird. What was the whining? Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's icky. We don't want to think about that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I know. I think that would be the coolest answer. Because mm-hmm. then there'd be this other animal that isn't an alien. It's so, not a demon. So it's not something silly. Let's come clean a... here. You you don't believe in aliens. 
No. But you're terrified of them. <laughs> because of your maybe you're just hoping there's no aliens because of your your fear. I've got yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think they're aliens. I think they're something different. Okay, so that is a really good segue into my theory. So, and I I agree with you probably 70%. I think a good chunk of everything we see are natural kinds of things or ritualistic kind of things or vandalism kind of things. I think the majority of everything, maybe 90% of everything. Pretty layman. Pretty pretty boring answers to these. Explanatory. And maybe even a little bit of government thrown in. Because I do think governments have a history of doing stupid things and using humans or animals Mm -hmm. as, you know, test subjects yeah like i think i even heard a story where like uh people are probably like that's not true but i heard a story where like they were using some special targeting system on people and it was frying their phones when you say target like to kill them or just to track them just like testing this targeting system like this ability to identify and 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 pick out a single target well no i yeah and it was like whatever they were using this laser or this sound wave or whatever was actually like blowing up people's batteries in their phones or something well i don't know you know there are a lot of those kind of things already i mean you could you could even look at like facial recognition software on cameras on a network and they're hacking those and using Mm -hmm. those things to track and identify people Mm -hmm. in fact uh, a big study just came out today where they are now using not just facial recognition, but they can actually scan your body type, size, shapes, proportions, and accurately identify you through those things without facial recognition. So, I mean, that kind of stuff spooky. So, they're doing that kind of stuff. So, I mean... They're doing stuff. It's and not maybe a big they jump. Were, they were doing something where it's like radio weapon, like yeah. some kind of sound wave that kills animals or whatever. And they're, they yeah. shoot the so, animal out of the air grab it, take what they need to test what it affected, and then they just leave it there. Yeah, and you know whatever their motivations are for, that's a whole matter of See, that's of not too crazy to me. No. It's weird. It's like creepy, and you don't really want to believe it, that, that the government, your government mm-hmm. that you're paying with your paychecks. So, so I want to go kind of like, I want to jump full on into a giant rabbit hole. Uh-oh. And I feel half stupid doing this because... I don't know if I actually believe it, but it's still a thought in my head. And that has to do a little bit with what we talked about, with the linkage between these ancient rituals of sacrifice to these deities and gods, like in the Greeks and Romans and what they did, to deities, and what's happening now, which seems to be very similar, although now we call it cattle mutilation and we don't understand why, but it's the same type of effect on those animals. Those creatures. I'm not a big alien believer. Uh, these extraterrestrial ships from outer space come in, into our atmosphere from millions of light years away through hyperspace like Battlestar Galactica or some Star Wars episode. And they're able to jump through hyperspace and then show up in our atmosphere and visit us. But I do think scientifically and logically the idea of extra dimensional travel is possible right now part of that is because of my belief my cosmology in like uh say a biblical narrative or or this whole idea of 
these supernatural beings that exist in a dimension that's parallel, but yet outside of our dimension that we can't see all the time. And these are the kinds of things that are written about in like biblical narratives with angels and demons and Nephilim and Raphaim and Anakim. These creatures. And Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> they sound like that, don't they? <laughs> but, but what's fascinating about that, if you have a re- religious belief system, and I do, but at the same time, it's like, I don't like to believe those things are necessarily rooted to some kind of weird mystical thing in antiquity. So in my mind, when you know you hear the word demon or fallen angel or the word angel, what in the heck is that word about? What are they talking about? Well, they, the Hebrew word for that is Elohim. The same word is used for those creatures as is used for God himself, Elohim. Like little G God. Little G God, big G God. I mean, there's no distinction other than that the God of the Hebrews claimed to be the God of gods, the mm-hmm. Elohim of Elohim. It'd be like a Lord, like medieval time, like mm-hmm. like uh, Game of Thrones, like Lord, blah, 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 but there's King, blah, blah, blah. Or the creator of the mini gods, mm-hmm. the demigods. Demigods. So no, you no, have, no, I mean, no. that idea of God and gods. So you have, and a lot of people like in conservative, traditional Christian backgrounds would freak out about, it blow their mind. Hmm. But the Hebrew actually says that they are Elohim. They are a category that is outside of our three dimensions. We don't see them. They're invisible, but they exist. And that these Elohim are entities, entities that can appear and disappear. They can interact with humanity and they can disappear from our sight and our experience. This sounds weirdly similar to what happens with aliens and UFOs. It does kind of like they're there. Mm-hmm. They take you, you, you have an experience with them and then nothing. They disappear. And time's been shifted because they're outside of space and time. Right. So there's those things. And okay, so now let's throw in something that's a, a little bit more weird. So you have... In Genesis, you have the story of these Elohim, these mini gods, these little G gods, deciding that, hey, look at those hot human babes, those women. They're good. I like them. <laughs> and they procreate with women. They take it, it says, they take as many as they desired and they had sex with them. I just pictured like a gray alien. <laughs> And he <laughs> throws on like some white Oakleys at a club. And he's like, "Dude, watch this. Uh, see that? Dig it. See that over there? <laughs> see that girl over there? <laughs> yeah. Axe body spray. <laughs> Swaggers on over there. And like, and like sup, a, uh, sup. <laughs> well, like I said, this is deep down the rabbit hole. But this is what it, where my mind goes, and it's weird. I, I I get that, and it could be totally wrong. But I can't help but make these connections. So I'm throwing this out there for listeners. I mean, explore this. There are other people that have this idea. Chuck Missler's one, the late Chuck Missler. He talks a lot about this. Um, uh, even like recently, like uh, what what is it? Tim Mackey and in the Bible Project podcast, they talk about this issue, and they feel silly doing it because they're talking about these gods and the nephilim and and what this is and it feels weird but that's actually what the hebrew scriptures say even like more popular people i don't know i can't say for sure but i 
feel like maybe I've heard Joe Rogan say that maybe aliens aren't aliens. They're like interdimensional beings. There you go. And people get on the rabbit trail of uh, like uh, clockwork elves. Mm-hmm. They're like um, these beings where like people do DMT. Yeah. Imagine somebody talking about DMT on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But DMT and they see the same thing every time. Like these kind of like... Mm-hmm alien-like people, these beings that live in this DMT world of, um, like, shapes and color and feeling, Mm -hmm. and they tell them things, and they explore the the world, and they Mm -hmm. bring them clarity or whatever. Same with, um, what's his name, the Loch Ness Monster witchcraft guy that tried to find his own... I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds really cool. The, I want to know. He lives on Loch Ness. He had like a, ha- a mansion thing there, and then the guy from Led Zeppelin bought it. it uh, Alistair Crowley. Oh, Crowley, yeah. Yeah, That's, Mr. Crowley. You know what's really ding, weird? Ding, Alistair ding. Crowley, I know one of his descendants. Oh, really? Yes, I do. What? Who? Yes, his name is Chris. Chris, I'm not even going to say his last name. I don't want to. Chris but, Crowley. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it used to be he actually changed his last name. Oh, really? So, yeah. I mean, when you look at this rabbit hole, and I'm going down it, and I am apologize somewhat for it because people have an idea of a religious nature, and it totally contaminates the concept of what we're talking about. People tend to, when they hear anything religious, they immediately, in their mind, formulate an idea or image of some ancient godlike creature in a robe mm-hmm. you know that's throwing lightning bolts and it's more it comes from like uh, greek mythology than it does from from the actual descriptions from hebrew type resources right so i strip that away in my mind i'm stripping that away and i have to do it even though it's hard i have to do it because otherwise i think of these these wrong ideas but in that context of the hebrew mind and what they're thinking about they're thinking about god or Elohim, and a whole class or society or council of other Elohim, Mm -hmm. gods, small g, that are interacting with humanity and have control over certain parts of humanity. Like thunder and lightning. No, more like groups of people and locations and cities. You don't think there was like an actual Thor? Well, there could be, and maybe that's one of these divine council beings. But, so here's the interesting thing. So so you have this, the Elohim of Elohims, the God of gods, Yahweh, the, the Hebrew God. That is the God of gods, this other divine council of gods. And then you have the gods, the Elohim that decide, hey, I want some of these human women, these this creation of the divine Elohim, these humans that are in that are made in the image of God, made in the image of Elohim. These council of gods decide, hey, I like them. I'm going to take them. And I'm going to have relations with them, and I'm going to produce offspring. Now, how they do this, I don't know. In my mind, I think they had to have some kind of technology, some kind of genetic manipulation that allowed them to copulate with human DNA. Right, And we're not talking about some ancient thing anymore. We're talking about beings with really crazy tech and science. So they go and they somehow are able to 
reproduce with human women, and they create what in the Bible, I think it's in Genesis chapter 6, the Nephilim. The hybrid people. The hybrids. They're called the the men of renown. They are like giants. They they talk about giants. These are the giants that you read about in the Bible, like Og and and even uh, Goliath. Og is the coolest name for a giant ever. <laughs> <laughs> but these are these giant creatures name, that lived during that time that the Hebrews and their people actually fought with. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the of the fact that they were giants or they lived in the land, but also that they were like when they went into the promised land, it was to eradicate, eradicate the land of this genetic giants. mutation. Yeah. Right. It wasn't just about, Hey, let's just go kill people. It had a purpose. It was designed to take out this, this hybrid this genealogy. Yes. Yeah. So what happened was, so then in the biblical story, eventually the world is, is corrupt, messed up and, populated by these hybrids these nephilim and the entire world is violent crazy it sounds a lot like today and so (laughs) the the master elohim says i'm taking these guys out can't deal with this anymore this is going to ruin it so that's noah's flood right and and everybody knows giants can't swim right and so they're destroyed they're disembodied their flesh dies in the flood so I know this is getting crazy. This is way down the rabbit hole, but uh, just bear with me for a minute. So you have these creatures now that are disembodied from their flesh, and they exist in spiritual form, trapped in this realm, in this dimension, because they're not fully Elohim. They're half Elohim. And then they are trapped here without bodies. So then fast forward 2,000 years, you have... Jesus coming on the scene and Jesus talks about these evil spirits that he casts out of people. Mm-hmm. So like the, the guy that he casts a legion of spirits out of and they right. run into the pigs and they run down and drown themselves. Yeah. So you have this whole narrative of these disembodied Elohim hybrids that are looking for homes to dwell in. Sasquatches. <laughs> Yes, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, right? So we're going to tie this all up. Hill. That's a rabbit hell hole. It's a hell hole. It's a rabbit hole. It's one hell of a rabbit hole is what you're trying to get. Honestly, it's a biblical proportions, right? (laughs) So you have these these storylines going on. And I laugh about them, but I can't help but like think about them. Because the narrative of that story just sounds right. Right. So you have... You have these disembodied creatures that Jesus is casting out of the bodies of humans that they're trying to inhabit because they're looking for a place to dwell in. They're looking for a home. He even describes that as like when a when a demon leaves a body, it hurts. It's looking for a place to inhabit, a home to dwell in. And so you have these entities and he's casting them out of people. And then so flash forward to modern day. What if there are, and I'm just going to throw it out there. What if there are these disembodied spirits that are looking for bodies to dwell in? Throw in surrogate cow mothers for Bigfoot. Throw in giants. Throw in grays, grays, blues, alien bodies that seem more synthetic in their description than actual 
like living flesh. Right. They're kind of like little drones, but they're being piloted by these. That's a lot of... And encapsulating radical technology, interdimensional, flat, zipping in and out of our planes of dimension. You know, you see them, then they do things that are that don't obey the laws of physics, and then they disappear and reappear. That seems like it's a better description than extraterrestrial ships coming from Star Wars planet B out in outer space, because we don't see them coming. We don't see them traveling millions of light years to get here. We just see them here, like through wormholes or portals or whatever, or no, interdimensional like things. in our reality. Mm-hmm. And it sounds very similar to what we are experiencing with this phenomena. Beings that are not subject to the same laws of physics yeah. in our dimension. Time and, and physics don't affect them the same. They would be more like a parallel dimension. Mm. That what we see, in between what we see as reality. Which would explain like a else. lot of things that we might cover later, like ghosts. Yeah. And how they can go through walls, or yeah. they can, they can appear and vaporize. And yeah, what are they? They yeah. can hold you down, but they can't quite hurt you. And they can, you know, there's yeah. like these little inconsistencies in the way they live their life compared right. to how we live our life. Yeah. So there's this gigantic wormhole that we can open up here. Mm-hmm. This rabbit hole of this weirdness. I think you did open up a gigantic I totally wormhole. did, and I jumped totally in with both feet, but but I think about this. Now, I'm not saying I necessarily believe that, but I kind of, okay, yeah, I kind of hope that. There's something about that that makes makes sense to me. It's like a scientific explanation for a supernatural occurrence. Yeah. and That's th- been documented in history texts. History text, yes. Something outside of our time and space domain. The similarity of these organs that that are sacrificed in ancient Greece to what we see in modern day cattle mutilations are very similar. The descriptions of alien beings and alien craft, if you want to get into Ezekiel and the wheels within wheels, are very similar. The idea of governments maybe secretly involved with these supernatural divine council Elohim, whether they're fallen or not fallen, I don't know. But interacting with them is also something that is not outside of the realm of possibility because that is something that governments have been described as having in the biblical narrative. So like the prince of Persia that was like in control of the Persian empire, he was a as described in the Bible, was a Elohim, a divine council that prohibited the the angels or the Elohim of God to get to Isaiah and help him when Isaiah prayed for specific things. Hmm. So even in the biblical narrative, which is ancient literature, they're describing something that is very similar to what you would expect if there were actual beings that existed outside of time and space that were interacting with humanity in invisible ways. Hmm. And if you talk about Illuminati, aliens, secret societies, the nefarious cults or subsystems in government. DMT acid trips. (laughs) (laughs) Those things, I mean, those sound exactly or very similar to the same thing. Yeah, like there's a lot of tie-ins to these little... Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Or you could go the other route and you could say, well, no, it's just cows dying and animals doing a weird thing and people being exaggerating and, and saying things that, that for whatever reason they do it, it disguises the truth. And so somewhere in this spectrum that we've talked about is reality. And there are a lot of people who have devoted a lot of their lives discussing these topics. Mm -hmm. The loudest sources are those like Linda Moulton Howe, um, Christopher O'Brien, Betsy Lewis. There's a whole bunch of them that believe certain things. There are a few that are coming in from this other side, like Chuck Missler and and some of the, the new theologians that are looking at the Hebrew words from a biblical narrative and saying, hey, wait a minute. This isn't some ancient kind of weird mystical verbiage. This is actually makes sense in a more concrete way in modern times. Yeah. And and what's really weird, it's like modern sci-fi fantasy movies almost replicate those same ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, and why are we fascinated with the ideas of these super beings, these hybrids, these Captain America? Yeah. Thor. Thor. Yeah. Those kind of people coming in. Why are there like ancient mythologies in every major culture about deities and gods that are hybrids, half man, half God? True. Why are there a lot of different gods that interact with and mess with mankind? Yep. Those Chris are the Hemsworth same. And Natalie Portman. Those exactly. Those are the or same Thor, stories. Kieran yeah. Thor. So if Thor and Natalie Portman had a baby, it would be a Nephilim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be like a little like, and like Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Isn't isn't that's that a story? Hercules? Yeah. He, I know. No, I don't like remember. Banished or like gets kicked out. Yeah, Hercules though he is like half god and half human. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's there. It's there, and actually, it's people discount it. But at the same time, it's like I mean, maybe there's a little hint of truth in some of these little like goofy talesy. Right, I think so. But (laughs) but what we do have is we have basically a bunch of possibilities for people to look at and say, oh, maybe this is what is causing this phenomena of cattle mutilations. What cannot be debated is that cattle mutilations are real. They're happening. They're happening right in some now. Capacity, yeah. They're happening right now. Like in the last, since we started this podcast, there's been an uptick of cattle mutilations. That was weird. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to decide on doing this topic. And then all of a sudden we're going to like experience the like stuff for real. 12 yeah. in a short period of time. <laughs> and we're like going, man, did we cause it? I don't yeah, think so. I don't think but so. But maybe we're here at this time to expose something sinister and more nefarious. <laughs> mm. Nefariousness. I like the word nefarious. nefarious again. I'm yeah. going to say it like nefarious, nefarious, nefarious like eight times because I, it's our favorite word. It is a good word. <laughs> it's a great word. But, you know, if you believe in the providential effect, maybe part of the reason of this podcast of a strange thing is so that we can bring out these topics at a time where these events are taking place. I find that kind of interesting. And I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to investigate it and I'm willing to say the weird things like what if it is Elohim? What if it's fallen Elohim? What if the whole idea behind cattle mutilations is to find a way to use their genetic material 
to find synthetic bodies for disembodied Elohim. There, I just yeah. said it. And yeah. I mean, that is out there. That is pretty out there. And it it kind of drives home the point. We're not trying to, like, Bible thump anything. No, no, no. We're talking about aliens being giants. Believe me, if anybody's going to be Bible thumped, it's going to be us for (laughs) daring to even say anything like this with any semblance of any kind. It's kind of like using the Bible's historical references and kind of trying to make it tie into what we're talking about. Well, the weird thing is you don't have to even try. It just does. It just kind of does. It's not like I dived into like some theological study and said, oh, let's talk about the weird Nephilim. And let's talk about the Raphael, the disembodied spirits of the alien hybrids. <laughs> That's exactly what you talked about. I know it is, but I didn't like delve into it to find that. Yeah, uh, that actually came topic. out of it. And then it's like, wow, this is similar to this topic of cattle mutilations. I think someday we're going to do a podcast on aliens, UFOs, and it will probably be aliens, UFOs, Anakin, Raphael, Nephilim, and Elohim. The next three top, or the next two topics we have kind of lined up. They're going to brush into it. They're going to bump into that same category. Same kind of weird crossover into biblical stuff. But But hang with us. We're not going to like... We're not going to like, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that, but we're going to throw it out there because it's, it's a possibility for you. And just like Betsy Lewis, just like Christopher O'Brien, just like Linda Moulton Howe have their ideas and theories. We're going to throw this out there on a different plane. And the fun part for the listeners is to be able to have the freedom to go out and do a little digging if it scratches that itch and come up with an idea for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're about mentioning strange things and that's what we're going to do and we're going to throw out things that mean something to us but you by in no way shape or form have to believe or or even agree with any of it nope just listen to it for the fun for the silliness and it's called a strange thing podcast right and it's hard to get much more strange than an old book (laughs) that talks about why giants and aliens are mutilating cows Absolutely. Like, you can't get much of it. Well, I bet you the majority of people, 99.9%, have never even thought of the idea that an ancient book might actually talk about or speak to such a strange topic as cattle mutilation and aliens and UFOs. Right. <laughs> but look at one of the most so popular television series out there, Ancient Aliens. I don't know if it's the most popular. Well, no, I mean, it is like everybody's heard it. Everybody's watched it. Okay. You know, the guy with the weird hair. I can't remember his name, but. Dingus. It's popular. (laughs) Yeah, Dingus. (laughs) Ding dong. That's what I call him. Ding dong. Ding dong. But just the questions that it brings to your mind. It is true. Like by the time you finish, I think it's a history channel. Yeah, history channel. Which is funny because it's like, is that history? Is that really what we're considering history right now? (laughs) Right? Questions about aliens. But the simple truth is, it's like, everybody's got to make up their own mind. This is a phenomena that's out there. It's actually happening. But if you've heard any of the news reports, you realize that it's happening again. And also, we want to invite you, because right now we have like an Instagram page and a Twitter account (laughs) and everything. And I think we have 30 followers on Instagram. But we would love for you to go to Instagram and follow us. Just look up A Strange Thing Podcast and look for our logo 
follow us. We'll give you hints and we'll give you information on what we're investigating and what's coming down the pipe. You can also do the same thing. Follow us on Twitter. We would love to tweet out where we're at and what we're doing because we have a lot of things planned in the next few weeks for where we're going to be and how we're going to be doing some investigations. And it's cool because my dad is a very talented artist and he makes little like kind of button style Mm -hmm. art about our podcast episodes and we've got one of a cool cow we've got a cow getting abducted into some ufo UFO. and then you've got my artistic stylings by the campfire yeah of a of a little astp on a rock yeah that was cool i was a good idea thanks austin which by the way our next full topic will be about a strange thing in the woods which is going to be featuring stories from all of you guys out there so if you have a strange thing story that took place outside we still are looking for a few stories and we'll include them and we'll send you some swag which may be some stickers or maybe coasters of those little badges that i've made for each of our podcasts Uh, they're kind of fun and cool you might see them around also like us on facebook like our facebook page If you like our Facebook page, you'll see information about what's going on. And plus, that helps us know that there are actually people out there (laughs) that... But, you know, I want to say one of the first things we said in our first episode on our Maiden podcast was our goal is to have more listeners than episodes. Yep. And we definitely got to that point. We did. And... Which is weird. Just continue to uh, tune in. We're going to bring you some really strange stories. And hopefully it will be some things that you haven't heard before. Yeah. So stay tuned. Thank you so much. Keep it strange. Strange. And join us next time for some cold drinks and some good conversations. Until then, we'll see you later. Damn.